Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Welcome, welcome to Coffee Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl, my guy, LMJ on the scene, and I will make room for two. As a matter of fact, just get me out of the way and let me, let all of Jesus be in me. I love Jonathan McReynolds. I love that song. Every time I listen to this, I'm like, my God, because he says in there, he's like, let everything that I have going on in my life, let me move that over. The enemy is constantly coming for your commitment, constantly coming for you, um, wanting you to be full of pride, wanting us to be full of jealousy, wanting us to be full of hate. Tuesday, when we taught ladies Bible study, two things I taught on was your heart and your level of commitment. And if he can get you to back down in your commitment, he will. That's why he applies pressure. That's why we get the pressure spaces. He wants you to scream uncle. He wants you to give up. He wants you to forget your righteousness. He doesn't want you to understand your right standing with God that came through Christ Jesus and that all God is to you and all God is trying to do through you on this earth. My God, he wants you to forget so you won't walk in discipleship, so you won't walk into the fullness of who God called you to be. And so that's where the pressure comes from. That's why he's always trying to apply pressure. Well, if you're just logging on, it's your girl, LMJ. This is Copy Conversations. My voice, which is always pretty low, is even lower today. I was at the Sounds of Gospel last night, and my God, it was such a worship experience. Uh, uh, it was a slew of pastors singing songs. They did a tribute to Richard West, who, if you're not from Little Rock, you may not know who Richard is, but Richard, Richard was a long-term psalmist, uh, radio personality. Uh, they did a tribute to him, and man, they sung their 
hearts out. Pastor Eric Alexander, Pastor Stephen T. Robinson, Bishop Kenneth L. Robinson, Pastor William L. Robinson, I mean, Pastor Deshaun Coates. It was just like everybody on the scene. And, you know, I'm a worshiper. <laughs> so I was throwing my hands up and just saying absolutely everything and singing so loud and this morning I could hear it in my voice and I was like okay went too far last night but I, I don't care God deserves all of my worship and God deserves all of your worship and much much more he's just a good good father even when we are in the most extreme circumstances it doesn't exchange our circumstances don't exchange for God's goodness. It doesn't exchange for God's faithfulness. It doesn't exchange for God's mercy. That's why we're taking our time learning the word of God, because we've already been coded improperly. Um, we're not as in tuned in the spirit as we should be so that we can be um, heightened to the spiritual things of God. And since we, we says so that we can be again that's why we accept christ as lord and savior that's why we get baptized that's why we do these things so that we can be born again and once we're born again we're made over and once we're made over we begin to look like and fashion ourselves after what and who god says we are you are the righteousness of christ jesus you are the apple of his eye you were made in his image my god you gotta say these things and where you can't believe these things you gotta ask the holy spirit holy spirit i need you to help me see who i am my god i need you to help me see who i am in christ jesus so that i can walk in the fullness of who god called me to be and nothing less, nothing less than that. God's word is alive. It's alive in you. God speaks to you through his word. He gives you revelation through his word. And, and you got to accept his word as Lord Jesus Christ himself were speaking to you in person. You got to accept the word of God as if you were having a conversation with God. That's how you have to take the word of God. Like the word of God is my personal conversation because this is my personal Jesus and Jesus is so personal because he died on the cross for your sins do me a favor go share the video right now put it on someone's timeline drop it everywhere invite this morning I don't even want you to care about who's watching or who may say something or who may uh, uh you offend don't worry about offending anybody because if you worry about offending someone then guess what they're your god they're your god don't care about who's looking this morning tag it to your page drop it on somebody else's page put it in someone's timeline share it in the process of getting someone free do you know that's a part of discipleship when you do that Put it absolutely everywhere. Let me do a few shout outs. Hey, Wanna Talbert, I see you coming in, woman of God. Hey, Vanessa, how you doing? Hey, Olive, I see you. Hey, Tammy, I think I saw Rosinia good when I miss you, woman of God. Good morning, how y'all doing this morning? Hey, Brenda Williams, Carthon. Y'all let me know where y'all from. Do a few shout outs. Tell me what city, state, or nation you may be from. That just helps me tremendously. I'm so, so excited. I'm so, so excited just about the word and what we've been learning. God's word is true. I believe God. 
I walk in the light of what the word of God says because the word of God is speaking to me directly and it's fashioning me and it's putting me in position and it's reminding me of my benefits and that I don't have to settle and that I get to I get to remain and walk in my truth because God's word is that it's the truth. I want to pray for a few things this morning and then I want to share a few things with you and then we're going to get right out of here. We're going to get right out of here. So I just want to share in those things this morning. I just want to keep uh, the word of God before you um, and keep prayers before you. I thank you for all you are. I thank you for all you are. I see you, Virginia. I see you, New York. Oh my God, in Mar from Maryland. I love that. God, we thank you this morning. I see you, Newman, Georgia. See, I'm telling you, all right, Odell, Detroit, Michigan. Michigan is the hometown. I'm telling you, I see you this morning. I love that. Do you know you're connecting to people all over the world. It's not just the United States. It's all over the world. We have other people from other countries as well. And I'm just grateful for these divine appointments, this assignment, and what God is doing through the people of God. This morning, I want to pray for any child being affected by cancer. Um, that was put on my heart this morning. And so let's just pray for the uh, hospitals um, and any child that you may know. We we tired of cancer. I'm tired of cancer. I'm sick of cancer. I'm, I'm not a friend of cancer. I don't like cancer. I don't accept cancer to be the truth. I don't accept cancer to be the story. Um, I'm not um, satisfied with all the uh, extended treatments that they keep coming up with. I'm not trying to put, no, I'm trying to put a doctor out of, oh no, let me, let me change that. I'm trying to put a doctor out of business, but I believe in corporate prayer. I believe in the corporate anointing. I believe that we can change lives through our prayers and our agreement. I'm tired. My friends that I know that have had to walk their children through cancer, it's just a very painful place for them to live in. So we want to cancel the assignment of cancer on the lives of our and you have to see it in that manner that the enemy is coming from their purpose. He wants them to lose footing. He wants them to lose ground. He wants the family to lose resources. He just, he's like that. And so I want to lift them up and lift up their parents this morning. And I'm praying for your strength and your stick-to-itiveness. Do not get weary in well-doing. Repeat after me. I will not get weary in well-doing. Do not get weary in well-doing doing. Do not get weary in well-doing because we know the rest of that scripture tells us if we will not faint, if we don't faint, then guess what? We're going to reap a harvest in our due season. So don't get weary. As a matter of fact, the more the enemy uh, pressure the enemy applies to you, I need you to press on in. I need you to press on back in the word. I need you to press on back in your prayer. Uh, I've been going through some stuff the last few days. I promise you I have. I promise you he's been hot on my trail and I'm just pressing up on into the word. I think I was praying up till midnight last night. I'm pressing on into the word. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm putting on the word in my ears at night. I'm like, my faith will prevail and I will remain steadfast and I'm going to endure in this season because God is going to get the glory out of every area of my life. So do not 
back down. I'm your motivation this morning. Don't back down. Throw him a one-two punch. Slang the blood at him. Do whatever you got to do, but do not back down. Don't give in to him. Don't give in to weariness. Don't give in to worry. Don't give in to strife. My God, that's what he's been trying to do. Pull you into strife. Don't fall out with nobody. You're manifesting. You don't have time for any of that. Don't give in to fear. Don't give in to anger. God is not giving you a spirit of fear. God is not giving you a spirit of timidity. He's giving you a, a, a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. You can operate in a sound mind. I told you, I don't care if you get two, three, four scriptures in you. Meditate on those scriptures and stay steadfast. My God, stay steadfast. Can I tell you something? As a matter of fact, stay proactive. Get up every day and your defense, your best offense is to be defensive in the word. <laughs> your best offense is to be defensive in the word. Get defensive in the word. Like, absolutely not defensive. Assert yourself. I'm talking about jump out your bed, pleading the blood of Jesus, asserting yourself. Nope. I hold the blood of Jesus over my house, the standard of the blood of Jesus around my property, around my children, around my heart, my mind, my spirit, my soul. I plead the blood of Jesus over every text, every phone call, every um, devotion, every person I come in contact with. I plead the blood of Jesus over my office, over my car, the people on the streets, the people in my neighborhoods, just jump up out the bed, taking authority, walk through your house, pray in your house, speak to your cabinets, declare them to be full, speak to your gas tank, command your car to be full of gas today. Be, you be Your best offense is a defense in the word. I promise you, it's a defense in the word. You're not gonna be able to stay in this season being passive. You're gonna have to, and that's the only way you're gonna overcome. The only way you're gonna overcome in this season, my God, is that you be aggressive in the word of God and that you know what the word of God says about you. And once you understand your righteousness, everything else will begin to line up and everything else will become your truth. So Father God, we thank you today. My God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your encouragement today. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that he finished it at the cross, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, he was already bruised for our iniquities. He was always chastised for our peace, Father God. And by his stripes, we receive and take our healing, my God. Healing is a part of our benefit package, and we take that by faith today in the name of Jesus. Father God, we stand in the gap right now for every family, my God. God, dealing with childhood cancer, for every family dealing with cancer, period. And we curse cancer at its root right now in the name of Jesus and command it to dry up. Leukemia, dry up. Multiple myeloma, dry up right now in Jesus. Carcinoma, dry up right now in the name of Jesus. Breast cancer, dry up right now in the name of Jesus. Kidney cancer, brain tumors, dry up right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you according to your word and according to your purpose that we have the ability, we have the authority to lay hands on the sick. So Father God, we in the spirit of cancer, 
Children's Hospital and UAMS and Baptist Hospital and any household that has a child in it, we're laying hands on them in the spirit right now in Jesus' name and saying, child, arise. Talitha Kumi, arise now in the name of Jesus. My God, we cancel this curse off our lives. That is not our truth. That is not our story, Lord God. And we thank you that we walk in total victory and divine health. We thank you that their immune systems are in align with the word of God. We thank you, Father God, that you already bore this. Father God, you already bore every sickness and every manner of disease. And we thank you, Father God, we're coming into my God, our purest forms of health. My God, we thank you. Thank you for the word today. Thank you for teaching us how to live life in your spirit. Thank you, Father God, for recharging us, Lord God. Thank you for lifting us up this morning. Thank you that your glory remains. Thank you that your truth remains. Thank you, Father God, the debts are being demolished right now as we speak. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for grooming us, for teaching us, for loving us, for being with us, for being in us, and for being all around us. We thank you, Father God. Great is our peace and understand disturbed composure, Lord God. We will not have a disturbed composure because we will trust in you. We thank you, Lord God, that we are living life by the Spirit, my God. Life by the Spirit, Lord God, that you are stirring up, Father God, that the word is implanted in our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you, Lord God. We putting this thing to rest this morning. We putting this thing to rest this morning. We putting this thing to rest in this morning. Just call out the name of your hospital that's affiliated. Call out their name. Go by the hospital. You ain't even got to go by in the hospital. Lay your hands on the hospital. Speak to the hospital. Declare health and healing over those hospitals right now in Jesus' name every room find out how many rooms are in the hospital just declare that they be loose and set free and walking in total and divine health and then we speak to the resources that every see i i know what it's like to lose resources due to sickness we speak to their resources we thank you father god they have the resources that they need my god in jesus name a health crisis will almost take you out. I'm just going to tell you, it'll, it's designed, a health crisis is designed to take you out. A health crisis will almost take you out. A health crisis tries to take you out, take out your mind. A health crisis tries to take out your resources. Um, a health crisis tries to divide your family up. A health crisis, I promise you, because it's not just coming against your physical health, which your body is already fighting something, right? Your body is already fighting something. But once your body begins to fight something, then your mind has to fight something. My God, I don't know who this is for. because And a lot of times we don't know how to walk in health crisis properly and those of us that have to support people in health crisis we don't support them properly um we're very judgmental and we don't even know we're being judgmental we don't know that we're being supportive we're not really loving on them properly and so when you get caught up in a health crisis you're already fighting physically um you're already fighting mentally then you got so then here comes a spiritual battle and then it starts to attack your resources and then it begins to attack your 
family and your relationships. And all of these things are happening and going on at the same time. And the pressure is on, right? And the pressure is on, on. And you can become so consumed, especially if you don't know how to take your rest in Christ. So you need intercessors. My God, you need intercessors in position. And this ain't just cancer. This can be dealing with autism. This can be dealing with all kinds of other things. But the assignment is to keep you from fulfilling your purpose here on earth and trusting God at the level in the ways and the manners that you're supposed to. One of my friends was diagnosed with a blood disorder very own, and she really wasn't even saved. Like her parents didn't bring her up and raise her in church. She knew one little bit of scripture and she held on to that scripture every day in the hospital. And even though they were telling her that this looked impossible, she held on to this little bit of scripture every day in the hospital. And when I tell you she walked out of the hospital with by his stripes healed and with that disease never to return. My God, with that disease never to return. She is walking now. The assignment was on her in high school so that she wouldn't walk in purpose. So she wouldn't make it to Little Rock, Arkansas. So she would make teach the kids that she needed. See, if she has succumbed, y'all gonna make me testify this morning. It ain't even my testimony. So that if she had succumbed to the disease while she was in high school, then she wouldn't have been positioned and where she is in Pine Bluff, but something in her spirit, something coded in her DNA begin to wake her up and speak to her and give her this little bit of scripture. And she would home in on the word of God and this would become her truth and it would manifest in her life and she would begin to walk in her purpose. See, the assignment was just on her health for that season. The assignment was so she wouldn't get in position. The assignment was so she wouldn't get in position. He don't want you in position. He don't want you in financial position. He don't want you to have no wealth and riches in your hand. He wants you in strife. He wants you in opposition. That's how he acts. He's janky like that. But because she held on to that little bit of scripture, my God, she was able to get in position and walk in her truth. And now she's serving in a particular area in which she never thought she would serve in a little bitty town, impacting lives, changing test scores, ministering to children, dealing with foster children, dealing with children who have um, all kinds of issues. She's sensitive to them. She's their voice. She's their love that they see in the morning. And you'll think, well, she's just a school teacher. No, to God, she's everything. <laughs> to God, she's everything to God. She's everything. My God, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my God, I'm telling you. Okay. Let me give you just a little bit for today. We've been talking in Romans 8, and we're talking about living life by the Spirit. And I need to give you, and today I titled the message that the Spirit rules. And I just gave you the testimony, my God, that the Spirit rules. And if you will allow the Spirit, because it's already been written on your heart, right? It's already written on your heart, but this world has kind of deprogrammed you and things in your family may have been deactivating you. And so then this, this word is what's going to activate you, right? It's going to take you outside your carnal self. It's going to remind you of the truth. It's like a button. It's pushing on the button of your heart and boom, you're going to explode and come into your truth. Jeremiah 31, 33 says, but this is the covenant, my 
God, that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. His word is already written on your hearts. You are already his people. And when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you sealed the deal. Hebrews 8 and 10 says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they will show, give me your people. That's why anytime someone is struggling to receive God, I pray Ezekiel 36, 26, and I will give you a new heart. Or if I'm struggling, Lord, give me a new heart. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Or Psalms 51 and 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Psalms 37 and 31, the law of God is in his heart. So his steps do not slip. There's always steps that do not slip. So this is what the life in the, so the, the word that we're learning is activating. My God, activating you in the spirit so that the spirit can rule. So that the spirit can rule. The life in the spirit is the course and direction and progress of one's life that's being directed by the Holy Spirit, right? That's why we're trying to get this word in you so we can reroute you. Uh, we can reroute you. We can rearrange our thinking. We can think more like Christ. We can understand what God has said in the word about us because the law is weak. The flesh is weak. And the law, we can't trust just in the law because it's going to speak to our flesh and it's going to teach us how to rule things in our flesh. There's absolutely no power. My God, there is no power in your flesh. Have you ever been in a situation where you got into it with somebody, right? Um, and you tried to respond to them in the flesh. You tried to deal with this in your natural nature and the situation just kept getting worse and the situation just kept getting worse. It's because there's no power in the flesh. It was, it's no power in the flesh. And then the minute that you step back and you begin to pray about the situation, you see God move. We spend too much time. We be trying to convince people of stuff. You ain't got to convince nobody of anything. All you got to do is get in position, pray live life by example and you shall know them by your fruit right love joy peace patience goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control you shall know them by your fruit well the only way that your fruit is gonna grow my god let me read this to you the only way that your fruit is gonna grow is that you are connected properly spiritually john 15 says i'm the true grapevine and my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more more fruit. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Well, if we're going to remain in Christ, that's a life in the spirit. If we're going to remain in Christ, that's a life in a spirit. And what Jesus is telling you here, if you remain in me, there ain't no death in me. <laughs> there ain't no death in me. There is absolutely no death in me because the spirit rules and it is continuous. 
if we are directing or we're on course by life in the spirit, guess what? We won't do all these loop-de-loops. We're not going to turn back. Life in the spirit makes you progressive. Life in the spirit makes you move forward. Why? Because that's a life in Christ Jesus and it's line. It says, remain in me and I'll remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. Anytime we're not allowing the spirit to rule, we're severed from the vine. We're not a vine. Do you see how all of this comes back and connects? We're severed from the vine. And it says, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, will walk into their purpose, will be impacting and effective here on the earth, will uh, be what they need to be with their families. A lot of times when we feel the burden or the stress, it's because we're not remaining in Christ Jesus. We're not allowing the spirit to rule and to leading this thing. The carnal mind is in rebellion to God. I, I It ain't no, well, I go to church. Your carnal mind is in rebellion to God at all time. And so we got to get in a position to understand the words of God have already been written on our heart. They've already been written on our heart, but we've got to remain in this spirit realm. We got to remain connected to the vine. That's why when, when we started the WWJD, what would Jesus do? It was really a great, I don't want to use the word movement, but what would Jesus, how would Jesus react to this situation? How would Jesus um, move in this situation? How would Jesus respond in this situation? How would Jesus love in this situation? What would Jesus say in this situation? What type of integrity and character did Jesus live in? He says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Those who reign in me and I in them will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do absolutely nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and beat and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. Now remember, when you produce much fruit, we know that a life in the spirit, that a life that produces fruit is a life in the spirit, right? So if we go back over to Romans 8, when we read Romans 8, we know, we know that he says to us in Romans 8 that the people that are children of God are those that live in the spirit. Come on now. Uh, those that are children of God are those that live in the spirit. I love God. Life by the spirit is what gives us the living waters. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that tomorrow. We are out of time. I love y'all. I love you so much. And I love what God is doing through us in this ministry, through the devotional and everything else. And I'm so grateful for this time with you. Do me a favor. If you need more information, log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Don't forget the testimony that I show, share with you. We're conditioning ourselves to learn to live by the Spirit, to allow the Spirit to rule, to allow the Spirit to take precedent over religion, over ideology, over everything, letting the Spirit reframe us, letting the Spirit uh, recode us, letting the Spirit refurbish us, letting the Spirit renew our mind so that we're not useless and we can walk in the authority and the purpose and the power of who Christ Jesus called us to be. That, that's what God is desiring. That's what God is for.
before. You're important to God and you're important you're, you're important to this earth. And so the enemy doesn't want you to know that. He doesn't want you to understand that. He doesn't want you to walk in your purpose. He doesn't want you to walk in the fullness of who God called you to be. He, he's just not interested in that. Let's do our Bill Winston confession. And then we're going to get out of here. I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm reigning as a king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, I declare by faith that I walk in divine favor. I preferential treatment and supernatural increase. I'm restored. I have petitions granted, laws, policies, and rules changed, and battles won, which I do not have to fight. Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is in my life. In Jesus' name, every morning when I arise, I will speak and expect divine favor to go before me. Let it surround me as a shield with goodwill and pleasures forevermore. The doors are not open for me that men have said are not possible to open. No obstacle can stop me and no hindrance can delay me. In Jesus' name, I'm honored by my Father as I receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. I'm special to him. I'm the object of his affection. I'm the the apple of his eye. I'm blessed and highly favored. Father God, bless your people today. My God, give them wisdom, give them knowledge, give them understanding, Lord God. Let them operate according to your purpose, plan, and will for their lives. My God, let them not be pulled into anything ungodly today. Quicken them quickly, Holy Spirit. Let them be sensitive to the word of God in their lives. Let the word bubble up out of them, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. They are trusting in the word of God today. More than they have ever before. They're resting in your truth. They're resting and believing in you. We thank you, Jesus, my God. We thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us and getting back up and taking back the keys of hell. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, and we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that we're able to recognize you, that we're living life by the Spirit, that we're allowing the Spirit to rule. We're throwing away, abandoning our current, putting off sin, and putting off our carnal mind, resting and walking and trusting in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all so much. I'll see you guys back here um, in the morning at 5 a.m. Whoa, God is so good and God is so faithful. Let God rule in you today. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. That's what it means to go be loved today. Love is an action word. Let somebody experience the God, the word of God through you. Be God's love in action today. Why? Because it's kingdom, baby. Peace. I love you. That's okay, brother. You can go back and get it. You can go back and get it. It's still there. It's still there. I promise it is. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.